Doctor, you must understand. I doubted everything. Even my mind. I was impotent with fear. I know. But, sir, I know where the bastard sleeps. I brought him there. To Carfax Abbey. Vampires do exist. And this one we fight, this one we face, has the strength of 20 or more people. And you can testify for that, Mr. Harker. But he can also control the meaner things of life, the bat, the rodent, the wolf. He can appear as mist, as vapor, as fog, and vanish at will. Of all these things Dracula can do, but he is not free. He must rest in the sacred earth of his homeland to gain his evil power. And it's here that we must find him and destroy him utterly. Jack? I almost feel pity for anything so hunted as this count. How can you pity such a creature? We're back. We're back. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, listeners. And what a perfect song to play us into the episode. If you do say so yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Pat yourself on the back for that choice. Mm-hmm. This movie almost made the list for October. But the, the movie that the song is from. The movie that the song is from. Well, podcast listeners. My name is Pete. And I'm Scott. And these, these are, are the movies, movies that, that made, made us gay. gay. Yay! Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you've been doing well. This is uh, another in our Halloween entry. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a really great movie that we watched. I hope you were able to glean it from that clip and that wonderful accent work by our friend Keanu. Beautiful accent work by Keanu. It was awesome. Uh, Scott, why don't you welcome our guest and talk about our movie? So we have an old friend of mine came to talk about oh, <laughs> Bram Stoker's Dracula. Welcome to the show, Sammy Smart. Ooh, thank you for having me. Yay. We have a reception you, from you. <laughs> for you. And I thought you would be an appropriate guest for this because your show, which is called Too Scary, Didn't Watch. Yes. Yes, we... Um, two of my friends and I, my co-hosts, started a podcast because they are big scaredy cats <laughs> and don't like to watch horror movies, but sure. they like to know everything about them. Yeah. So I had been kind of walking them through plots of things and kind of through doing that, had heard a couple other people who were like, ooh, I always do that too. And so we're like, hey. That's a good idea. Let's yeah. do this. Let's do this for everyone. We have a good handful <laughs> of friends that don't like scary movies, but I feel but they're like curious. Yeah, exactly. do that and are yeah. curious. And especially when, when horror movies are so popular, they're right. like everywhere you go, like this right. was the summer of like It Chapter 2 and all yeah, of that. Yeah, exactly. And they don't want to be left out. Right. Yeah. A friend, uh, a good friend of ours, her daughter, who's probably about like... 12 we like we have to do that with her like she's too young mm-hmm. to watch scary movies mm-hmm. but she likes to know what they're about yes so you have to give a little like synopsis yeah <laughs> uh-huh. of like mm-hmm. the exorcist for her or something yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. filtered for a 12 year old filtered for a 12 year old yes. yes i was gonna say this podcast might still be a little too scary oh for her no yes she can't we were... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we watch Bram stoker's dracula from 1992 directed by francis ford coppola and written by james v hart and bram stoker and Bram Stoker, <laughs> obviously, because it is Bram Stoker's Dracula, sure. which is a very conscious choice when doing this movie, 
of crediting Bram Stoker before the title. Well, that's I always uh, think that's pretty cool. That's Coppola though. It's Mario yes. Puzo's The Godfather, mm-hmm. right? Isn't that yeah. isn't that the full official yeah. title of The Godfather? Yeah. Which I've never seen. Don't tell anyone. I also haven't seen it. <laughs> okay, Holy shit, awesome. we're gonna have some madness. <laughs> no. I don't know what to. I don't know what to think about any of that. I've actually never seen part three, which part three plays a little role in the making of this movie. Did you know oh, that? Oh, that's true. Oh, so yes, yes, yes. I'll give some. I'll give some backstory on mm-hmm. Bram Stoker's Dracula just to kind of bring us into where this movie was in fall of 1992. So the script by James V. Hart was. Uh, um, kind of making the rounds in the early 90s, and it was intended for a cable movie. And the script found its way to Winona Ryder, who at the time had just dropped out of the production of Godfather Part Three, And we know how that went. Because well. Sofia Coppola <laughs> was cast as the role she was in, intended for, and it was not well received okay. at all. So, yeah, she dropped out. Uh, un- uh, think that it was over exhaustion because yeah, she had just done so many movies okay, in a row right. that she just couldn't do this movie. And yeah, Hollywood she, disease. She exhaustion. gave the script for Francis <laughs> to take a look at. She didn't think he was really gonna do it. Sure, like I know that they weren't on great terms, but right. I mean, at that point, it was all water on the water under the bridge. Like Francis Ford Coppola, I know he said that he doesn't like to harbor grudges with actors, especially if they're young. Sure, and. The script of Dracula kind of meant a lot to him because he used to read it when he was a camp counselor back in the day to his campers. He used to read Dracula. Okay. Kind of as a, <laughs> a, a campfire a spook story. Sure. A spooky tale. campfire story. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so Francis Ford Coppola made this movie. And um, kind of some interesting little tidbits about this movie. He ended up firing at the beginning of production, his visual effects supervisor replacing him with his son, Roman. And the idea of this movie was to replicate early Hollywood silent movies and to have all of these effects be in camera. So where the movie started, it was kind of the direction that it was going to be visual effects heavy. And he ended up scrapping all of that. And he really wanted to strip down the movie to bare bones and make everything in camera. Everything. Uh, so, who better to do that than your son, who has no experience in special <laughs> effects whatsoever? I mean, I guess it helps to be a Coppola. That <laughs> yeah, kid clearly up, that does help. Yes. Yeah, that kid grew up on movie sets. So, yeah. I mean, maybe he was perfect. And by the looks of this movie, I think he did a pretty good job. I think it's very successful. Yes, it's very successful. I do, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it, but I do remember at the time some of the special effects people having some questions about the choices. Yeah. So, but. also some some information about the casting. Johnny Depp was originally intended to play Jonathan, and I believe was cast and then fired by Sony because they wanted to go with someone who was more of a name and a heartthrob. Enter Keanu That's Reeves. Like, I mean, I am the world's biggest Keanu fan. You are. That's why I wanted you to do this movie, too. <laughs> I brought my Keanu Reeves purse. <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, but... I mean, Johnny Depp was also a heartthrob. It's just kind of a like, crazy note, yeah. I think. Maybe it was just because he was TV still at the time, <laughs> yeah, 90. Maybe. I feel like he, I feel like he had just he had made Edward, Edward Scissorhands. Scissorhands. And he was dating Winona at the yeah. time, too. Oh. So they were sort of a hipster item in Hollywood. Yeah. And yeah, the studio nixed it. And 
Keanu Reeves was cast. I know that um, Keanu Reeves has expressed that he's not very happy with his performance in this movie. Well, he said the same thing, right? That he was exhausted. Yeah. That right. he had just done a bunch of movies, mm-hmm. and so he couldn't give this one his all. He had uh, nothing left okay. to give. There you go. But honestly, I <laughs> wouldn't change it. <laughs> for, for no, anything. I agree. This is a pretty kooky movie, and I feel like, sure, why not? I it's, want his voice to be my GPS. It's oh, pretty man. out there, so I feel like his. I mean, I guess this I know performance where the is fitting. It sleeps, but it's so weird because Keanu Reeves just has a presence about him that it's kind of a stretch for period movies. I know that he had done Dangerous Liaisons, and he does a similar accent in that movie. Right. Mm-hmm. So he has a face that looks very specific to the nineties. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Didn't he do a Shakespeare? Oh yes, movie he did as well. Yeah. I forget which one. We'll look it up. We'll look it up. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't have a lot to add. To well, that we'll we'll talk about Keanu a little bit more, but more importantly, when did we all first see this movie? Pete, you want right. to go first? Okay, since I am the uh, eldest in the room, I saw this movie in the theater. Um, I saw it. It was my birthday that year. And there was a lot of buzz surrounding this movie, too. Oh, it was huge. It was huge. It was gigantic. <laughs> I remember walking into Suncoast Movies and Gifts at the mall mm-hmm. and just being like tables with like displays. There was a lot of merchandise. Of all the merch. Oh, well, my ride's here. Car back. Um, <laughs> table displays with all the merch. There were like PVC, like figurines of the characters, um, like just all of that good stuff, like pictures, 8x10s, whatever. My sister got a t-shirt with the gargoyle from the poster. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, Love Never Dies on the back. Strangely enough, I did a Google search on t-shirts for this movie today, not oh, knowing yeah. That. My sister Amy. I, I never told cool you ones. my sister had a t-shirt? <laughs> no. Maybe you can borrow it. I wonder if I still... I stole it. <laughs> so if it's anywhere, it's in this house. And the main <laughs> image of this poster is a giant, creepy-looking gargoyle. With two. two wolves coming out of the sides, mm-hmm. and then the Dracula font, and um, so it was huge. And my sister was very into care. I have an older sister, so she was in high school at the time. I, I think I had just started high school and then junior high. She was very into Gary Oldman. She was into like indie movies. She was very like into like a, a British pop music, Brit pop. She was an Anglophile, if you will, and so she was very into Gary Oldman. And I think she also liked Winona Ryder. Um, and so she was very much like, let's go see it. It was my birthday. It was Thanksgiving Day. It's my birthday, 1990. And my cousins were over and we were like, we're going to go to the movies after we finished eating dinner. And our parents were like, fine, get out. And so we all walked to the movie theater and saw Bram Stoker's Dracula. The oldest of us was probably, my sister was 16 or 17. And I was like 13. And my Cousins were younger than me, <laughs> and they just let the three of us, the four of us, into this theater to watch this movie full of like bare-breasted gypsy women and mm-hmm. <laughs> and like the stakes through hearts and heads being lobbed off and yeah. all of that. And we loved it. We were just like, ah, this movie's so cool. Um, my sister was obsessed. I thought it was amazing, and um, yeah, that was that was my intro to this. At the Moreno Valley Town Center, you know. So I remember watching this movie. I don't even know how old I was. I was probably like in the third grade. Yeah. Could you imagine a third grader watching this movie? (laughs) No business watching this movie. I think that my mom just like, hey, I rented the new Dracula. 
It's like, I mean, it's a horror movie. I mean, yeah. it, it's Dracula. It's Dracula. Why wouldn't kids like sure. it? Sure. And I, yeah. I remember watching that scene where Dracula's like concubines. One of them is played by Monica Belushi. And mm-hmm. you fully see like boobies in that scene. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember it just blew my mind <laughs> They're as like a kid. licking Keanu's yes. nipples. There's one like pretty crazy licking the nipples. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did notice that. But it's yeah, nuts. I don't know like what a eight-year-old me was thinking <laughs> at that time. And you know what's funny is that I was in speech therapy at the time, and we because I always like to talk about movies. Uh-huh. And the guy was like, well, what did you just watch? I just remember him. Oh, I just watched Bram Stoker's Dracula. And like, what was this and therapist was like thinking? <laughs> just like, here is this like little boy telling me I just watched the Francis Ford Coppola Dracula oh, movie. My goodness. I don't know. But it's one of those things that, um, and then I later revisited it probably in college, mm-hmm. and yeah, just equally blown away by it, because it's such yeah. a production. It is a movie. Yeah. And also, the type of movie that Hollywood doesn't really make anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, it yeah. was pretty rare even in the early 90s to make a movie like this, but yeah, yeah. this movie, there's just so much of it. And it's so over-the-top and flamboyant. And part of the reason why I wanted to pick it for this podcast is that it is just so gloriously campy. But yet very rooted in, like, gothic romance, which I think is so cool. Yeah. What about you? Do you remember when you first saw it? I do. (laughs) I um, was... In college, actually. I didn't see it as a kid, unfortunately. I'd love to have that (laughs) (laughs) memory. Um, But I saw it at San Francisco State. They offered a class called The Vampire Tradition. That was literally a class about vampires. We read read some of Bram Stoker's Dracula and some Edgar Allan Poe. And then we watched this movie and we watched some Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's just a whole vampire class it was very fun wow all about you know all the sexy carnal desires sure. of vampires yeah yeah <laughs> pre-twilight yes that's interesting <laughs> thankfully it was yeah. so you got real yeah, i wonder vampires. if that got incorporated into the class <laughs> it had after, to have afterwards because, yeah <laughs> that's like the, such a moment that's like the culture. postmodern version of vampires yeah. yes that can go out in the daylight and they sparkle and are mm. teenage heartthrobs and they're and they're vegetarians they mm-hmm. only eat they only eat animals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's so interesting that what audiences would have gone into this movie expecting, because kind of everyone, when they think of Dracula, especially at that time, your mind just goes to Bella Lugosi. Yes. That version of Dracula. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Gary Oldman's Dracula is very, very different. Yeah. Well, the entire movie is super... Almost like experimental. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like with the the battle scenes using like puppetry and like the costuming was insane. Yeah. Like this woman won an Academy Award for this movie. She did. She went on to costume The Cell. She worked a lot with Tarsim. Mm. What's yeah. her name? It's Echo, um, Echo Ishioka. Yeah. She's a Japanese mm. artist, really. She's a visual mm-hmm. artist. And she just yeah. like did costume design like on the side um and coppola that was a very specific choice on his part choosing her and oh i remember also my sister had a book um and it was like one of those like making of 
Was it a book or was it like a big EW spread? It might even have been like an EW special edition. I would edition. love a coffee table book on the art of this movie. Yeah, and I remember there were pictures, like set pictures, and there was like a close-up of the three heads of like the brides mm. in like Anthony Hopkins' hands, and there was stuff on the on the costumes. And he, And at the time, I remember being like a 13-year-old kid just reading about like the costume designer and being like, ooh, who's that? Like, this is so crazy. The The... In like the flashback scenes, that armor when he's wearing that armor, is, like yeah, musculature, it looks just like muscle. Yeah, yeah which spooky. was really hard for Gary Oldman to act in too. <laughs> he could barely move in it. Well, interesting. Yeah. yeah, and you can kind of see too in some of the shot. I've seen this movie so many times mm-hmm. that now I just watch it like looking at different things and not even really paying attention to it. But you can see kind of the the plates, the way they move around and they shift on his body when he's moving his arms and stuff. Like, oh yeah, that shit's probably either falling apart, like right. falling off of him, or just super restrictive. Yeah, it doesn't look comfortable. No, yeah, but it looks cool. It looks great. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it looks like muscles, but then the helmet is like this crazy like mm-hmm. wolf dragon helmet but mm-hmm. also made of like muscle like it's super and weird. this is dracula as vlad the impaler too right yes mm-hmm. so okay so you took that class you remember much from the class <laughs> <laughs> no not really right um you didn't bring your notes with you <laughs> i didn't i didn't it's about 10 years ago right no but isn't there all that stuff about like like bram stoker actually kind of Got brought in some real history and was inspired by real history, but also kind of made a lot of stuff up too. That, like, yeah, yeah. yeah what does right. um, what does Louis say in Interview with the Vampire? The, the ramblings, ramblings of, of a, a crazy a Irishman. Mad Irishman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seen that movie a lot too. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, you're right. Vlad, Vlad the Impaler is this historical figure, which gets incorporated into this movie. Which is, n- I don't even know if that's in the novel. No, and also that's a thing that the screenwriter, James V. Hart, added that hadn't really existed in the material, which is the love never dies theme, uh, the more romantic elements of the story were added for the screenplay. Right. Too. I don't know if uh, Dracula's backstory involved the suicide of a lover. Well, setting it in Transylvania and all of that, Stoker was linking it to oh definitely yeah the historical figure but i don't know that he specifically was like oh yeah vlad whatever right i don't think he mentioned any of that but but the fact the fact that it was in transylvania Mm -hmm. and he's like a a centuries old vampire or whatever Mm -hmm. but uh yeah that that leads us to the winona character mina being like She's like a reincarnated <laughs> version of his lover. Elisabetta. Elisabetta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love her. I love those early scenes in the movie. Same. I think they did some really cool stuff with like, they would speak to each other like in, I don't know, like Romanian or whatever, but then there would be like voiceover on top of it mm-hmm. in like English and then Winona's awesome accent work. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. They went, they must have had the same dialect coach. you. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know if Winona at the time had ever done a role like this. I don't think she'd ever done accent work like this. When was the age of innocence? It followed this. Oh, okay. And that got her an Academy Award nomination, so she had sort of perfected an mm. English accent by then. But Perfect. I think this was Did pretty she, <laughs> this was pretty new territory for her though. Yeah. 
up to this point, she had, I mean, she had just done Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. I mean, also, just kind of taking a moment to look at Winona Ryder's career, at the time, there was no one like her. I mean, she was the biggest star if you needed a girl in her early 20s. I mean, yeah. actresses like her didn't really exist that much. I mean, she was like the go-to person if you yeah. had a movie starring a young woman. She was usually the first actor that was on top of the list yeah. of casting. She was good. She's, yeah, yeah, she's, yeah great. she's great in this movie. She'll probably end up being in lots of movies that we review on this podcast. Possibly, <laughs> I love I love her early nineties. This, this is our first appearance from Wino. Wow, from Wino Forever, <laughs> and not the last. Mm-hmm. I have a little bit of her dialogue, but it's from later in the movie. I don't know if we mind that. Do you want to hear some of her accent work? Yeah. So I, I, I decided to use a bit uh, with Winona Ryder and the character of Lucy, mm, love who Lucy. is pretty much <laughs> a drag queen. Played by Sadie movie. Frost. She's great. Played by Sadie Frost. Jude Law's uh, ex-wife. She's wearing... Mm, that's uh, why I knew her name. I yeah. couldn't figure out why I knew her name. Yeah. <laughs> Jude Law cheated on her with the babysitter. Yes. Ah, rude. The mother of his children. She produced Sky Captain the World of Tomorrow with them. Wow. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. My favorite movie. <laughs> it is not. It is not. A lie. It is not. I don't hate it. At any rate, Sadie Frost is unrecognizable to her normal self in this movie. If you're only familiar with her from this movie, mm-hmm. if you just saw a photo of her, you would not, not even believe her. that it was the same person. She has this crazy fire engine red hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I don't know that that color exists in nature. Maybe it does. <laughs> but uh, she is actually a British person. Okay. And so she is speaking, um, I guess, sans accent, just, you know, yeah, to her. A little, a little more <laughs> elevated than probably what she usually Explains. talks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then so I just have a little bit of her and then Winona in there. And granted, Winona is a wonderful actress. I love her a lot. But some of this stuff in here, it's a little high school play. <laughs> let's, let's see what we've got. I love him and I've said yes! <laughs> so finally, don't tell me. The Texan with the big knife. Oh no. To my dear number three, Lord Arthur Homewood. Lord and Lady Homewood. And you want to be my maid of honor? Oh, say yes. You know, what is it? It's the most exciting day of my life. You don't seem to care. It's just that I'm so terribly worried about Jonathan. This letter I received is so. It's so cold. It's so unnatural. It's not like him at all. I mean, I don't worry. Yeah, so she's really hitting those T's and those D's. <laughs> I'm so terribly worried about Jonathan. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> she's coming from like the Maggie Smith school of like <laughs> British accents. Winona Ryder in her teeny little waist in this movie. She's a teeny, teeny little woman. She's a tiny, yeah, yeah, but they tiny like person. corseted her up. She probably has like Oof, a yeah, I bet she like broke a rib. Four yeah. inch waistline <laughs> in this movie. I think from our uh, Entertainment Weekly special edition, I believe that it said that her waist was twenty two inches in that. Oh course. my god! Yeah. Wow. Damn. Yeah, and me and my well, sister just being like, like ah. a miracle she could speak at all. Exactly. So that's why <laughs> so she's good for her. yeah. And there's some scenes in this movie where she's just so like, <gasps> like heaving breaths. Although in those scenes, she is just wearing like a nightgown, mm. and she's like with with like Dracula in the bed. So it's not that she's 
struggling for yeah <laughs> she's she's just like she's she's out of breath because she's just so overcome with like lust yeah, for yeah. for her sweet prince <laughs> i do have to say as like a 13 year old boy just like me and my sister just like thumbing through like movie magazines just talking about like the circumference of Winona Ryder's waistline. And like, <laughs> oh my God. What the fuck? This movie. <laughs> just this movie. This why, is why this movie made us gay. This is what, this is why this movie like contributed to like me. Yeah. I was just, obs- I, just visually every, the, like I said, I was so obsessed with the costumes. There was this thing at the Suncoast movies and gifts and it was a PVC figurine and it was literally just Winona Ryder in the green like dress that mm-hmm. she wore to mm-hmm. walk around the street you know and the little top hat and I was just like she's wearing the top hat and it w- I don't even remember how much it cost it may have been like $30 or something do you like regret not buying that You're like, yes I'll pay, I'll pay any price I was seriously just like <laughs> I, I need this I wonder if you can find that now at like toy trade shows now. I believe that I saw it on eBay once looking it up just for funsies now it's three thousand oh man i doubt it it's probably not even <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the merchandising for this for movie i mean i guess sony was on to something that they knew that this was a niche movie that yeah they could hawk some shit for i mean nowadays you see merchandise for scary movies at like hot topic or whatever yeah, that's true but not yeah. really a thing in the early 90s right though. i wouldn't have imagined that this was like a big merch heavy oh movie. man no they, they it's news to me yeah they went for it well also things that um that are very uh queer is what dracula is introduced wearing he's wearing a kimono mm. yeah he's wearing, which it's, is it's which it's, is yeah. very liberace <laughs> like I got this I got this kimono in China. Yeah, and he's got his Winifred Sanderson hair in yeah. that first scene. He's got like the big buns. He <laughs> kinda looks like mom from uh from Futurama. Nobody watches that. I'm like the <laughs> listeners, are you with me? <laughs> listeners? Mom from Futurama, I look love it up. Futurama. <laughs> but he's got the big buns. It's his pale white, hair. A pale white face and an I know a big thing with Francis Ford Coppola is that he wanted to take passages from the book yeah. and put them on film. Yes. I think this is sort of how Dracula is described in the book, right? Yeah. He's described very, like, decrepit and old and withered, and um, his face is very ugly. And he, he doesn't look hot. No, no. And it's Gary Oldman. And it's like when he's aged down, you're like, oh, hubba, hubba. but like I do specifically remember there's a shot in this movie and it cuts down to his hands. Yeah. And there's hair in his hands. There's hair in his hands. And it's in the book. It's in the book. Yeah. Interesting. It says he has hairy palms. Wow. One of my favorite elements that's in the book that um, he really went out of his way to include, which kind of a... a I could see another director kind of passing that line up is that when Keanu Reeves, well, I mean the whole carriage ride with Keanu Reeves is in fucking insane. Yeah. How he's just picked up Mm -hmm. and put in the carriage. (laughs) Like the hand like stretches out and grabs him by the shoulder and just (laughs) plops him right down. Yeah. I guess that scene was a lot of work. Like they had to put Keanu on like a platform and like hoist him over, over, slide him up. But when, the carriage crosses uh, the line into Dracula's estate. There's like a mist. The blue flames. The blue flames I, in a mist. And that's that described flames, in the book. I read that the blue flames are the only like not in camera thing. Right, right. I'm 
pretty sure. Yeah, I think that and like when his face morphs from like old to young in the right. v- at the very very end. Right, right, right. <laughs> but right. yeah, yeah, the blue flames are a it's a process shot. But yeah, I love that. And also his idea is that when they went into Dracula's castle, all laws of physics all yes. laws of physics are sort of suspended. Right. So the shadows and stuff mm-hmm. don't follow the people. Yeah. Gravity's different. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. What a cool thing. And that really <laughs> illustrates, too, we watched this movie with a friend the other day, our friend Marlene. Hi, Marlene. Hi, Marlene. And she had never seen it before. <laughs> and she was just commenting on how, like, theatrical the movie yeah. was. And it's, almost, it's almost staged like an opera. Yeah, mm-hmm. in that theater sense. That she was like, a lot of these scenes look like stage productions, mm-hmm. the way they're done. Mm-hmm. And all the crazy stuff with the shadow work and all that. That was another thing that I was obsessed with as a kid. I was like, yeah. there's a, they got like a mime and the mime was like off camera and you couldn't see Gary Oldman, but they had to like practice together so they knew the moves. And I was just like, that's so cool. <laughs> and yeah. And I suppose that they had to light Gary Oldman so his shadow would hit the floor. Yeah, so it wouldn't cast on that thing. But then the other weird mime guy's shadow would cast and he was off camera. It was a whole whole production. Yeah, a lot of work. Love it. A lot of work went into into this movie. I feel like it looks super effective. It's nice and creepy. And all the sets, especially with Winona Ryder, almost feel like dollhouses too. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mina's house is literally a dollhouse. Mm -hmm. That one shot where she's like at the typewriter. Yeah. It looks like a, like if they moved the camera an inch to the right or to the left, you'd see like a dude eating a sandwich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the exteriors from Mina's house is a miniature. Oh, the exterior. It looks so yeah, cute. Yeah, yeah, that's this, true. This little house it's on the Luce, hill. It's Lucy's house. Oh, yeah. Lucy's house. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> she's living Hilling with, because she's living, she's living with Lucy as Jonathan is abroad. Yes. At, at Transylvania. At Hillingham Estate. Mm-hmm. And Lucy's just like a sex crazed, <laughs> like... Yeah, I don't she know. just loves to flirt. Little minx. Yes, is that a word? Is that a, something you call a sex crazy lady? I love that scene where they're looking at the Kama Sutra. Oh man, I'm just giggling. Yeah, and it's I guess you know I guess it's the whole thing is that it's just like button down turn of the century. You know, Winona's like, who would do such yeah. a thing? <laughs> and she's like, I did that. I've done Lucy. Lucy's last like, I've night. done that last night in my dreams. <laughs> That's pretty cool that in a very kind of conservative time for women, that women at the time couldn't show their skin or really kind of express their feelings in public. Lucy's like living her best life. Yeah. Yes. She's like feeling herself up. Yeah. <laughs> in certain moments of this movie. <laughs> yeah. And they, they kind of talk about it. I think Winona Ryder has a line about something that like... Jonathan thinks that like the way Lucy acts is... She says it's a defect of the aristocracy. <laughs> because like she's so rich that she doesn't have to like abide by like social norms or whatever. Right. right. Yeah. But that was something too as a kid that you're just like, oh my God, this Lucy character. She's just like, she's making yeah. me like grasp my pearls. She's like making me uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't have any friends like this to be so uninhibited, you know? Yeah. And then Lucy has three suitors. Oh, these boys. So which one would, which one is your pick for Lucy's suitors? Um, you know, <laughs> I think 
I think Richard E. Grant. I really Richard E. Grant. Oh. All right. Good choice. I really like good choice. Good choice. I think it might, it <laughs> He's might, the brains of the bunch. It might be just because I really like him as you know, sure, as an actor, and so yeah. that was getting wrapped up in it for me. Yeah, and I was just like, man, I just fucking love Richard E. Grant. I think he should have won the Oscar last year. Oh, me too. Or earlier this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Or can you ever forgive me? Me too. Yeah, he was really good in that. Um. So yeah, I was just I was I was rooting for him, but I also love Carrie Yules. Who yeah, Carrie Yules. I mean, I'm rooting for the Texan. Is it Quincy? Billy Quincy, Campbell. Yeah, I think is the Rocketeer. Very sexy in this movie, yes. the Rocketeer. Yeah. He's my pick. Yes. If I was Lucy, he's probably yes the sexiest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the Texan as well. I like the morphine addicted doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I say Renfield? No. <laughs> I'm not choosing Renfield. I choose Jonathan. <laughs> if I'm Lucy, I'm stealing Jonathan Jonathan from Mina. for everybody. Yeah. Jonathan's all around. I'm up for that. But I think all, th- all three of her suitors are valid choices. Yes. I have to say. And they've and, all held and up pretty well. Lucy weighed her options and she just decided that probably the richest one... <laughs> Is the yes, one to pick? Yes, because he was a yeah. He's a lord of the three. He's like a lord. He's like a landowner. I don't know. Maybe Quincy owns land in America. But. You know, Carrie always came into my job once at the Huntington Library. Ooh. He was very nice. He, he was very polite. Love him. He's a man, a Welsh man of manners. He's. I didn't know that he was Welsh. <laughs> yeah, Welsh? Oh. I think he's Welsh. Um. Right. Yeah. I mean, liar, liar is like one of my all-time <laughs> favorites, and he is very great in that. Well, as Scott can attest, I force him to watch Robin Hood Men in Tights on the regular. <laughs> he does. <laughs> what do we watch? Men in Tights. <laughs> Can't go wrong. And I can do a British accent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Mina's a bad bitch. That she- scene where she's sleepwalking. And Dracula is like hypnotizing her. And her red nightgown? Oh my God. That red nightgown is <laughs> incredible. It's like she just wears that to bed. It's, I believe that it's corseted. Mm hmm. Much like her regular day clothes. And they got right. like, they got like the fan out. They got like the, like the fan machine Industrial out. Industrial Like it's a full out yeah. like <laughs> 90s music video. Yeah. Why, why her like sleeping gowns have like, a corset? A, a, a corset, a train. but a train. <laughs> Seems pretty have? impractical. Yards but and damn, yards of fabric behind her. Damn if she doesn't look she good. She looked amazing. And then, But then Mina comes to go look for her, and Mina's wearing like more of a n- normal like nightgown, it looks like. Right. And when she's running down those stairs after Lucy, you can really tell she's not in a corset. <laughs> Those bazooms are, are yeah. set free. No, the Winona Ryder has gigantic boobs. I know. She's oh, so I knew. Petite. You can see yeah. it. They're on full display in Heather's. I didn't know. When she, in Heather's, when she's wearing that little black number and she walks into the showers uh-huh. in full clothes, A, you can see her teeny tiny waist, and then B, you can see those Enormous, enormous boobies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. That's rude. No, there's a lot of boobs in this movie. You can't not talk about the yeah, boobs. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is a Dracula movie. Well, yes. this particular one. I don't think there's this many boobs in the... in the. Uh, I feel like Hammer Horror movies would have ladies with big boobs. Those are made in England. They're way too uptight to have 
They were heaving bosoms, but they were not like exposed. <laughs> Maybe I'm just thinking of like Dario Argenta's Dracula. Yes. You Have you ever seen Dario no. Argenta's Dracula? No. Oh, it is trash. It's, it's garbage. <laughs> and we own it in 3D. Yeah. Oh my God. Yep. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's, uh, but uh, it's got, it's got, uh, Ashira Argento. Yeah. It's got his daughter. Yeah. It's got mm-hmm. the daughter mm-hmm. who I love. Well, do we love it? She cancels. I don't know. I was going to say, she had, a, she, she had a thing. She's pretty. She canceled, can I <laughs> not say that anymore? It's complicated. <laughs> yeah, we'll steer. steer we are going to do. Yeah. We are okay. going to do Marie Antoinette in season two, though. Yes, and she's awesome in Marie Antoinette. So there's that. Oh, there's a little Coppola connection right there. Mm-hmm. There you go. See, do you think that like Sofia Coppola like showed up on set and like helped out the wardrobe? She did. I'm sure she. did. I think that she probably. just like yeah. Put in a couple days' work visiting pops. <laughs> <laughs> she was still deci- at that point. She had tried the acting thing, mm-hmm. and it didn't pan out. She was probably in college at the time. She was in like culinary school or had something. She, well, I mean, she had just done <laughs> the Madonna video. Yeah, but that's deeper just like a, that's just like a day. Just like yeah, Madonna was just like, hey, do you want to come and be in this video? She's like, sure. <laughs> Is yeah. Debbie going to be in it? All right, I'll be there. <laughs> that was my Sophia Coppola impression. That was perfect. Spot on. It's like she's in the room. <laughs> Sophia? Okay, so... Is that you? So where are we at in oh, this, I in don't this crazy know. plot? So, okay, so Jonathan gets uh, lured to the castle because we couldn't figure out why exactly is Dracula buying up all this land in, yes. in yeah. London. I read that it's... They don't ever say in the movie, so, but they no. say it in the, in the novel. It's in the book? In okay. like the... Like I, don't, I mean, this movie has like seven acts, and like the fifth act, yeah. they go to one of his plots of land, which is like an abandoned church. It's Carfax Abbey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he bought that, but yeah, maybe he just bought like townhouses. He's buying up a bunch of land, like in a circle all over London. I forget exactly what the what the plan is, but the deal is that he has to take Earth. To- more Keanu there. Um, he's got to take. Why are they filling boxes with eggs? Uh, they have to take boxes full of dirt from his like ancestral home because that's where he like he lives or he sleeps in right. the ground. He needs that to like get re- rejuvenated. It rejuvenates him, <laughs> and so the long journey and the ship. Which I don't know why you would take a ship from Romania. To London, I guess you have to cross the channel at some point. Yeah, it seems like most mostly land. Just do train for <laughs> just do train to Paris or to France or wherever, and then yeah, you, you know, he could have just flown there as bat as bat. <laughs> well, I guess that he wouldn't have the, as mist. He wouldn't he he wouldn't have like the that would take way too long the soil and stuff. To, <laughs> yeah, where's he, he going to put his soil? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so we could turn into so we could. Turn into hot Gary Oldman. Yeah, yeah. Young, young Gary Oldman, Prince Vlad. <laughs> oh, hold on. What do we got? Keep talking. We'll keep talking. So <laughs> yeah, so so he's got to he's got to send boxes and boxes of earth to uh to to England to Carfax Abbey, and then also he's like sleeping in in like a in like a coffin full of more earth, and then he gets on a ship. And then, as a werewolf, kills everybody on the ship. And Lucy has some, like, beachfront property, too. Because you can see her house <laughs> from the harbor. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's more of a montage. That's Maybe that's more for, like, 
a flight of fancy. <laughs> I don't know that Lucy's house is that close to. It couldn't be if she's in London. Yeah, because London's like in the middle of England. I mean, she lives in the countryside. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna need a map. Yeah, yeah. We can't, we can't. We can't. We can't dwell too long on that. It's crazy. <laughs> but he does make his way to 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 jolly old London town and turns into like a wolf and has sex with Lucy. That shot is shocking. I did not like that shot. No, yeah. Yeah. That, that is some like I bestiality. Was, that I was is shocked. shocking. It's crazy because I mean, the biggest thing I remember is obviously the like Keanu. Yeah orgy scene sure <laughs> um and i can't bl- i couldn't believe i couldn't remember this scene like oh, this yeah it's pretty me insane a- shocked blocked me again it out of your <laughs> yeah i blocked this one out i really hated it i did not yeah. i did not like seeing it's that. disturbing no. it is it's well done though it is i think well, i mean i yeah. think it's supposed, You're to, supposed be to be pretty disturbing yeah, yeah. disturbed and a, and a little repulsed but yet kind of turned on by it so some <laughs> of the things that dracula is doing he's He's holding Jonathan against his will at the castle while he leaves. And the way that he does that is by his three brides are like nightly, like draining Jonathan of like all of his blood Mm -hmm. so that he's too weak to move. Mm -hmm. But whilst they're doing that, they are three sexy, like, I don't know, I guess I'm not supposed to call them gypsies. I don't think that they're gypsies because... He employs gypsies to just kind of help him out to do his bidding outside of the castle. Oh. And, and to, like, dig up the ground for the oh, soil. Oh, he's talking about yeah, them. He's talking about them. Because mm. he says, like, his gypsies are, like, working day and night. I thought he meant, like, they're, like, working like, day and night. <laughs> like, working, working on this bod. Yeah. <laughs> Those are just, like, his concubines. Sure. Okay. Just yeah. rent a studio apartment. Sure. In the, they're his three brides. In the basement or they're something. They're, like, sure. other vampires, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. 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 And so, and so there, and the orgies that you're referring to, yeah, there's some <laughs> scenes where he's just like, it's his like uh, Beauty and the Beast scene where he like goes to like the West Wing, which is like forbidden. And like he walks into this room and like he hears Winona's voice mm-hmm. like beckoning to him. But then like they rise up out of this bed. Yeah, they like come out from below. From between his legs. From between his legs. <laughs> and go at it. Yeah. Right. And you're like, Watching this movie and you're like, oh my goodness, this is just so like shocking. Until you get to Gary Oldman in full werewolf garb and going at it. Yeah, and then you're like, oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> Next yeah. level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then so like Winona Ryder, Mina like interrupts this, right? And he sees it and he puts some kind of like voodoo on her so that she doesn't like remember it remember it yeah because he's like don't he's, see he's me like or whatever. yeah <laughs> sorry i was raping your friend yes because this whole thing is he sees that jonathan is is enfianced to this woman who looks like elizabetta mm-hmm. so when he sees her he's like oh shit right and like puts the like pocus pocus on her so she doesn't remember and then kind of like hides off to the side but the way it's shot it's all done in one like cut so Winona Ryder grabs Lucy and they like walk off and she's like, let's go inside. And they're both barefoot, like on top of like rocks and like grass and stuff. And they like go and they go off scene and there's like lightning and thunder and it's windy and all this stuff. And then it cut, then the camera kind of like pans down and Gary Oldman like 
Dracula werewolf vampire is like standing there and he's all, ugh. And <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> and I remember one of my friends one time was like, or did I see it? Was it a meme? I don't remember. Somebody said that he had blue balls at that point. Mm. And that's why he was so like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, even worse. Got really interrupted. It's, yeah. It's, speaking it's, of, it's, <laughs> speaking of kind of uh, rape scenes in this movie, when he meets up it. with, Winona yes. in the movie theater. Yes. Fully like a coster in the back room. Yes, that wolf saved her life. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if that like escaped London Zoo wolf wasn't there, then he fully would have went to town. Would he have turned her into a vampiress right then and there? His teeth were out. Possibly. Maybe. Yeah. Is that a lady vampire vampires? We'll just say so. Yeah. Empire. <laughs> I, I buy that. I buy that. <laughs> that those scenes were really cool though on the street. Like how it started off yeah. with like weird, like old timey camera. Mm-hmm. Like I always really love the scene where they go to the um, the cine hall. I don't know what you call that. The, the the cinematograph of just when you go and see when you went and saw movies in old timey days. Yeah, mm-hmm. you just stand in a room. It's like, oh, there it is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like there's no sound. Like this was before any movies had like a story. Yeah. And it was also before the production code. So some of these silent movies had some pretty erotic scenes in them. Oh, too. yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah. And that's how they would like show off like crazy old timey special effects mm-hmm. with like a cut and then somebody would be like, I don't have any clothes on. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> but yeah, those very like uh uh Melies like uh yeah. although George Melies he did kind of like pioneer like a story or like a yeah. linear story in movies. I mean it's the first kind of movie effects ever created on film. And his movies are like nineteen tens. So this is this movie I believe was supposed to take place like nineteen hundred, I think. I think it said that at the early nineteen hundreds or, or late eighteen yeah. hundreds. I think it maybe? opens in I think it opens in late eighteen hundred. It's probably taking some liberties with the movies too. Right. Yeah. That that it, might be something that you'd have seen in nineteen ten. Right. As opposed to just at the Well no, what I'm saying too. is the Melies movies were in the early teens. Yeah. And he and he actually was like pioneering something that was linear that yeah. told a story. It just wouldn't have been a short. Yeah. And so that was a little bit, you know, bit, about 10 years after like the first introduction of like going into a room and standing there and watching just like a train pass mm-hmm. you by mm-hmm. and diving mm-hmm. out of the way. Because it was so scary. Um but yeah, all those scenes are kind of fun. Like all this like uh, old timey, you know, London stuff, which is all on the Sony lot in Culver City. Mm-hmm. But hey, look, it, it passed to me. They could have gotten the Warner lot for that. I wasn't quite sure with the street scenes if that was Warner or Universal. It could have been either. Well, because I'm so familiar with this movie, I will tell you that in the <laughs> credits it says uh, filmed at. Sony? Sony. Yeah. <laughs> Culver City. It even says, like, Culver City, California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I think that the, th- the thing about this movie is that it's, like, almost 100%, like, set-bound. Like, yeah, I don't know right. if there's any actual daylight in I this entire movie. I think that's only, the right. only scene. There's, like, a little bit of it above the buildings, and then it pans down. Mm-hmm. And then it's, like, it's, like, Twilight in that scene, too, to kind of show, like... That's how he can walk around. Right. Is that the sun is going down already, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so you he's can safe. yeah, and you can see the gas lamps are lit. There's like fire in the gas lamps. Right, he has a pretty 
cool pair of specs on too. His glasses. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's got these crazy sunglasses that are like blue, and then he's got like his hair is kind of nuts because it's like two lengths. Yeah, it's got some layers. Yeah, it's like <laughs> shoulder length in the front, but then there's like a long like long bit mm-hmm. in the back. It's mm-hmm. really it's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, this is like good looking hot Gary Oldman at this point. I guess we can call him hot Gary Oldman. <laughs> um, Certainly hotter than the other version of Gary yeah, Oldman. Yeah, <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> the <laughs> decrepit old Mr. Burns Gary Oldman. Yes. Uh, I do have a little bit of his uh, accent work um, that we can listen to because he's do. I would say that he's kind of incorporating a little bit of like Bela Lugosi classic yeah. Yeah. Dracula. Definitely. He's definitely doing something that's very Eastern European too. Yes. Yeah. I heard that he had a, a what dialect coach to help him lower his voice an octave too, because oh. he felt his regular voice was too high. Okay, so he's really going. He's very low. yeah. He's very low in this, and I, and I I can see where he would where he would say that. And he doesn't mm-hmm. quite do the traditional uh, Dracula accent, but he kind of puts his own spin on it too. Well, Gary Oldman's just really good at accent work mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. Like anything yeah. he's in, you're just like, oh wow, like. I, thought he was Russian like when I think I first saw him right. like, Romeo's Bleeding or something right which I definitely had no business watching that movie at like 12 years old <laughs> but <laughs> I think this was probably my first experience with Gary Oldman too I don't it, know if I mean I if you ever, were in the third grade I, I don't know if was. I was watching like I don't know if I was watching <laughs> I like so. Henry and June yeah or uh no. Sid and Nancy at that point. Probably no. no I don't think I was <laughs> probably well not yet. <laughs> this little clip has a bit of Jonathan and a bit of Dracula. So you can. This is also see. my favorite scene of the movie because they're on the little train, and I love the I love the projections mm. that yes, they're doing. There's some really the cool scene. stuff uh, in this scene, but here we go. Twenty fifth May, Budapest. Left Budapest early this morning. The impression I had was that we were leaving the West and entering the East. The district I am to enter is in the extreme east of the country just on the borders of three states, Transylvania, Moldavia, and Bukovina, in the midst of the Carpathian Mountains, one of the wildest and least known portions of Europe. My friend, welcome to the Carpathians. I am anxiously expecting you. At the Borgo Palace, my carriage will await you and bring you to me. I trust your journey from London has been a happy one and that you will enjoy your stay in my beautiful land. Your friend, D. So, do you think it's because he's doing voiceover that Keanu's just like, oh, I thought we were going to go here, but then we we're going here. Like, do you remember, like it was very kind of like sing-songy the way yeah. his, his delivery. Yeah. Do you think it's because it was voiceover and he's just like, well, I got to pepper this up somehow. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Because <laughs> when he's just giving lines, he's not talking like that, but it's just like. Yeah, I think that is his his voiceover mode. Right? Like I'm reading. So when yeah. you're reading something, you mm-hmm. have to like give it some inflection. So it's like. Right. Not so flat. Yeah, I think that is. I think you're right. But it comes off kind of weird. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yes. I thought we were going east. <laughs> um, again, just love this accent. So no, much. I mean, it's, it's, I fun mean, to it's just it's so pretty. It's a pretty out there movie, so I'll let this performance slide. Just we, it's so crazy that I guess 
a performance like this works in the movie almost. Sure. Yeah. That's got to be a bummer to have like Francis Ford Coppola be like, wish I had cast someone else though. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And to, I mean, yeah. And he said he's not happy with it. Yeah. And I can see that where a studio would be like, okay. I mean, I guess they're the two leads, Winona and Keanu's characters. Right. right? So I guess I could see the studio being like, okay, this might be a risk. It's like an old property who like 90s kids don't give a shit about like Dracula. Mm -hmm. Like, so you better reel them in. Yeah. You better get some like teen stars to be in this. Right. I'm almost surprised that Lucy wasn't. Somebody else. Somebody else that was a little more of a name, too. Yeah. But who, like, American would it have been at that point? Like, in 1990, it would have been, like, Christina Applegate or something. (laughs) (laughs) I would would love to see this. I would love to see Kelly Bundy as Lucy in this movie. Well, you know, Drew was probably, like, knocking down the door. Oh, yeah. Drew's probably, like, showing up at, like, Sony and, like, with, like, a bustle and just, like... She just shows up in the wedding dress. I think that I'm perfect for this role. Um... (laughs) Yeah, in the crazy wedding dress. <laughs> with, I love the wedding with, dress. Like, fangs. No, the wedding dress is crazy. But no, that d- does like bring up. We were talking about like this. The English actors in this movie are crazy good. We haven't even talked about Anthony Hopkins. Oh yeah. yeah, Anthony yeah. Hopkins, great in this He's movie. Fantastic. Van Helsing. Like Richard E. Grant <laughs> is awesome yes. like he was awesome at the time like with nail and i mm-hmm. like i loved la's story even with mm-hmm. a stupid movie but mm-hmm. like you know my sister and i like i said she was a big anglophile so i was familiar with him even as like a middle school kid right um anthony, yeah. Ho- anthony hopkins would have followed his oscar win with this movie because he had just won for silence of the lambs that, that, that was in 89 that was in 91 this movie came out in 92 Oh, this movie came out in 92. Yeah, this movie oh, came out okay. in 1992. Sure, sure, sure. So he would have just won for yeah. Sounds of the Lambs, and this would have been his big follow-up movie. Wow. And I was also reading that Sony was very nervous about the release of this movie. Because I don't think that they were yeah. very happy with dailies that they were sent. All of the in-camera effects stuff, they just they didn't quite think would work. Weird, yeah. And right. Francis had fired the visual effects guy that was kind of more making it a traditional yeah. Hollywood movie. Yeah. So they were very apprehensive about the release of it. I think they just assumed that it would flop when yeah. it came out. And I think it was a decent hit for them, yeah, too. Yeah, I was going to say, what did it end up doing? Was it... Probably did fairly well. I think it well. did. I think it did decent. I mean, it won three Oscars, too. Yeah. So it, For it, costume and what were the other For costume, two? makeup, and... So Sorry, the score? Put, putting you on the spot. I love the score. Possibly score. I think the score is really Check. cool. This is a really good score. I remember the first time I went to Universal Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios. We were just walking somewhere, and the score was just on, like on speakers, and I was just like, I love it. That's so cool. The score's so creepy. Yeah, it is. It's really <laughs> good. It was like getting in my head afterwards. Yeah. Like, oh. It also <laughs> won for sound effects, too. Sound, sound effects. effects. Okay. It's just sound. Oh, it's sound effects editing. Got sure. It. Yep. Love that one. I do have to say that I remember my cousins thinking that this shot uh, when Mina threw herself off the balcony and it's like a little doll. Oh, I love that, though. <laughs> oh, the, in the beginning? In the very, very beginning. Her little yeah. tiny little Not figure. Not Mina, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Her yes. little tiny little figure yes. falling through the yeah. mist. I remember my cousins I like that being shot. like... It looks like a doll. And I was like, yeah, but... I think that's the point. Cool. <laughs> I was like, the clouds look like cotton balls like 
Yeah, I think that was kind of the idea. That yeah. it was just very like, I don't know. What do you call it? Like it's real. It's all in mm-hmm. camera. and right. Yeah. And I do, that brings me to something kind of a side note. Um, you know, when we see in camera effects, we always think of them as more real than, you know, like CG effects. Right, right, right. right. But I always remember George Lucas saying like, because it's in camera, like, you know, there's like three guys inside of Jabba the Hutt, right? Right. Why is that more real than like, you know, it's not real. Right. But because you see it physically there, it makes you think it is, you know, but you like, we still know that that's a little doll and the clouds look like cotton balls, but it's still more real to us than if this was like early 90s CGI. I think that Del Toro has sort of said comments very similar to that, especially when Pacific Rim came out. Yeah. And people were sort of poo-pooing. CGI. All the CGI. CGI, And he kind of went out to say that that's art. Regardless of what you think of it, it's people rendering all... People are crafting it. People are crafting those from the ground up, too. It's gotten very good. But yeah, I mean, probably at that time, it wouldn't have looked as great. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) There is that one shot at the end where he turns from like the old bat face to like young Gary Oldman and that morph is like and also (laughs) kind of the if if this were done in a more traditional way of early ILM the movie wouldn't have aged that well too no not at all so lucky for the studio they did all this stuff in camera and it still looks pretty awesome in 2019 right yeah because those effects even though they aren't as you know quote-unquote real like they they hold up more because they're a little bit more timeless because they've been around longer maybe so we're just like okay that is a real like i was thinking about that with the the alien movies like the original alien just looks Mm -hmm. so good and so scary and i like didn't i didn't see the most recent the covenant because in the trailers it just looked so yeah fake yeah yeah so same thing i mean yeah i like practical effects yeah and there's Covenant has a really fun shot of one of the it's like a chestburster scene, mm. but it's crazy because like in the first Alien, the chestburster scene is so crazy and it's iconic and it's like the biggest yeah. thing in this movie that yeah. everybody remembers. And in, the, in Covenant, it's just like oh there there it is. <laughs> but the Alien when it comes out, it like. He does a little Vogue. The acting on the alien <laughs> yeah. is he, crazy. He like, he's like holding some positions. The and he's acting like, on the baby alien is nuts. Oh She's God. like, boom, boom. Striking like, poses. Yes, it's so weird. All right. Now. I actually I actually really like I Alien Covenant. Say, now I, I got to see it. And I think people I give it too it. hard yeah, of a time because I don't think it's that bad. I liked Prometheus and everybody yeah. hated that one. Yeah. I, well, and also I feel like it makes Prometheus a stronger movie too. Yeah, I could see that. You should see it. I'm going to see it. See it. <laughs> everybody out there, go watch Covenant. If just for the dancing alien just for baby, posing, <laughs> 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 Anywho, all right. Um, what else do we have? There's so much. We're kind of just bounced around this movie. I know, yeah. It's I know. kind of pointless to go through this movie beat by beat because be there's like nine acts of this movie. Yeah. Should we talk more about Anthony Hopkins? Because yes. he's such a delight. Yes, in this. he's really I feel like he, he is was really such good. a highlight. Yeah. I was really captivated every time. Yeah, spoke. yeah. He's, and he's Van Helsing. Yes, and his take on the character is really cool. Like it's very like he's very straightforward and blunt, and like a lot of these people in this like British right. you know society are just like They're oh my so god, reserved yeah. And, like yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I loved it. 
He it, says some real wild. He has such great lines in this. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We cut over head and took out the heart. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> so funny. In this crazy like pub that they're having dinner in, like all that all that stuff is was so cool. Just like mm-hmm. oh, they're in like a restaurant. What would restaurants be like in like old timey like England? <laughs> Do you have to leave a tip? Right. And I love that. <laughs> I love that he has that brief cameo at the beginning. Oh, yeah. So it, it ties yeah. him into the prologue, which I think is kind of genius. Yes. And, like, the material doesn't really ask for it. It's like there's no, no reason why the priest should be played by Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. But I love that he's right. in that scene. Yeah. Right. It's when just he, kind of like if you know it's there, it's there. Yeah. If when you know, he, you know. When yeah. he tells Vlad that she's she's going straight to hell because she killed herself. Yes. And that's what sets off... Um. Kind of. It's when him, he becomes a vampire. Him turning right. into Dracula and he's damned. Right. Yes. He renounces God. And yeah. he stabs a cross. Yes. And then and then it's the shining. It's <laughs> <laughs> like blood everywhere. <laughs> yeah. That seems kinda crazy, but you know, it's <laughs> it kind of sets the tone for, for yeah. everything. Yeah, you you the know what you're in for. In you know what you're in for from this crazy pro Yes. From this crazy from this crazy prologue. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, and you're right, yeah. If Anthony Hopkins being playing the priest in that scene is like it's not called back it's no. just it's just there it's just like driving home the i guess reincarnation that's happening sure. yeah mm-hmm. yeah spit image reincarnation yeah exactly is that how it works <laughs> you look exactly like the person that you're you're reincarnated from yep i'll have to check the the bhagavad gita oh but keanu has like aren't there those all all those like old 1800s photos that people just think are Keanu reincarnated. Yeah. He has like like an old timey doppelganger. Yeah. Yeah. So it fits. I forgot. I think it is fact. (laughs) I mean, Keanu could be like a Highlander. I mean, maybe. Mm -hmm. He hasn't aged in like 20 years. Yeah. He looks great. He definitely took the potion. (laughs) I mean, he looks good. He looks good. Did you know that we hadn't seen John Wick until the fourth or the third movie? So did you do a marathon? marathon? Both of them. That's fun. A day before we saw number three. Yeah, we saw one and two in the same day, and then we saw three the next day. Amazing. And I loved it. Yeah, they're really good. (laughs) What a great two days. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like I I liked the first one. The second one was fine, and then loved the third. Yeah, that's most people's feelings i'm a crazy person and the second is actually my favorite <laughs> oh okay which nobody okay. else agrees with me on that but I have to go back and we need to go back and read I, this i love i love them all i think they're all great three is really good though i do yeah three is really yeah. good because they introduced the ballet school and i Ooh, the ballet yeah. and wrestling academy i love that shit Ooh, and they just <laughs> announced their little spin-off yeah ball- ballerina we're gonna yeah. see more of that yes. i'm into that yes so do you think that keanu from john wick was in the ballet section or the wrestling <laughs> I think, section? I think probably the wrestling probably section. The wrestling but section. honestly, he probably did a little of both. He's multi-talented. He's yeah, true. <laughs> learning as many skills as possible. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's nice that he's having like a, a career renaissance right now. It's great. He deserves it. Yeah. And also, whenever you read interviews with people talking about Keanu Reeves, everyone just fucking loves him in well, Hollywood. Well, should we talk about him and Winona? <laughs> In this movie, oh, yeah. they got married. Oh yeah, for real. Yeah, <laughs> they got. Um, They're like still married in Romania. They got like a Romanian <laughs> priest to do like an Orthodox. And priest. Francis wanted just do the whole thing. Yes, so we could just get all the coverage. Right. So yeah, so they're fully like a 
a married couple in yeah. like Romania <laughs> or wherever it was, or wherever it was that they got him. Yes, um, I am jealous. Did you watch Destination <laughs> Wedding? No, but that's it was fine. It was cute. That was where they did the kind of um, going out and doing interviews and stuff, and they were getting yeah. all flirty on the on the tour. <laughs> and, and that's when they brought it they up. They brought too. that up, yep. yeah. and they kind of both revealed that they had had crushes on each other at this uh, time. And yeah, man, they would have been a really good power couple. I in know. Hollywood too. I wish that would have happened. Yeah, I wish it would happen right now. I mean, she was kind of notorious for like dating her co-stars. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe just Johnny, I guess. Trying yeah. to think of other people she was involved with in the 90s. Dave Perner. But that was a couple of years later. I the guy from... Um, uh, uh, she was with Dave Perner for a long time. Who's that, Dave Perner? Uh, God, I can't think of the name of the band. They sang Runaway Train. Oh, mm, okay. Some, so she did some musicians. Yes, she yes. And uh, so she wasn't exactly like a serial dater, but she... Well, yeah. I wish she would have dated Asylum. Keanu. That would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. That would have been amazing. I mean, it could still happen. Yes. <laughs> I'm holding out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They started dating in 93. Uh, Winona Ryder and Dave Perner. They met at uh, the Soul Asylum Unplugged. And they dated for three years. Mm. How about that? Hmm. How about that? Yeah. So a good portion of the night. Well, three years in the 90s. She, they could have had a fling that we just don't know about. Possibly. I hope so. Keanu has not been linked to anybody famous, that's really, like, right? He kind of keeps like that separate. That's what he's known for, yeah. We don't he's know. He's just mysterious. a mysterious, yeah. <laughs> kind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wonderful, perfect Sandwich man. eating. <laughs> eating a sandwich, sad Keanu? Sad Keanu. Um, he's just a... Uh, he might be eating a sandwich. He's eating something. He's just on his little park bench. Yeah. Um, I actually saw him at the Arclight Hollywood. What were you seeing? By himself. Ooh. I can't remember what I was seeing, but um, he was same. He looked like Sad Keanu. He was sitting oh. by himself oh. drinking a beer outside on the like patio part of the sure. Arclight. Wow. And I was like, wow. He this. just wants to be left alone with his beer. I know. He just wants to, That's just the wants thing. to enjoy his Stella Artois. That's the thing is you don't want to go up and be like, oh, I'm your biggest fan. Right. Like, yeah. no, you're just going to. Just let him. Just let him have his day. Yeah, <laughs> you always. We always see a lot of good celebrities at the ArcLight. Yeah, there are a lot. Yeah, I feel like with like with like a good celeb that you really want to get something in, maybe just a wave, just like just hi. say yeah, just say hi. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. I also feel like I also feel like big celebrities. I think they enjoy just like a nod or a wave. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, well, because they're probably getting it all the time. Yeah, and yeah. they're tired of it. Yeah. Uh, like a, a less famous person, I feel like would be more excited. About sure. It. Like your, uh, you know, your Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like he'd be really nice about yeah, it. Yeah, he'd probably way. be fine with it. Yeah, that was a bad example. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so Anthony Hopkins is Van Helsing. He's awesome. Um, Mina's yeah. uh, not Mina's. That Lucy's Lucy. death is amazing. Yes, I love this scene in the movie and. I think it's the creepiest scene of the movie when they go down to the to the crypt to the crypt, crypt and she's yeah. not there and then you start to hear these sounds outside and she enters with this like toddler in her arms. Yeah. Do you Where imagine did... them shooting the scene? I read that the toddler was genuinely terrified. Well, yeah. yeah, she looked very frightening. <laughs> and she just like drops her and on the ground. And she drops the baby. <laughs> Richard E. Grant swoops in, picks up the kid. She fully just like 
Yeah, where did she snatch this baby from someone's like window? (laughs) Yeah, the baby was cooling on the windowsill. And her face is like silver. Yeah, well, I think it's supposed to be gray, but she just looks nuts. And she's wearing the wedding dress. In the wedding dress, she's wearing the Sasha Velour wedding dress. Yeah, it's awesome. It's iconic. Did you see one of the finales of RuPaul's Drag Race where? The winner was crowned no. wearing pretty much this dress. Oof, I gotta check that yeah. out. And she's actually worn it in different colors too. I think she'd had like a like a red one. I think there's a red one and there's like a turquoise one. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Ooh. She has it in multiple colors. Ooh. <laughs> Big huge collar and everything. And you know, the scene they shot it backwards. Yes, I did. That's I did really cool. Because they wanted that. something very eerie. So yeah. it could look a little jerky mm-hmm. and creepy. Yeah. It's a couple of scenes that are shot backwards yeah. in this movie. Yeah. For that effect. It does. It just it's like a simple thing that just makes something look a little creepier. Yeah. And you don't know why, like mm-hmm. what's weird about it's, it. Yeah, just a little off. And thus you're me and you watch your VHS copy of this movie over and over again. I bought this movie on VHS. I don't think I ever owned a copy of this. I bought enough. it at Tower Records. And the Tower Records. Yeah. Missed and that place. the guy who rung me up was like, You sure you want to buy this movie? And you were like, Well, <laughs> fuck you. And I was like, Shut your yap. <laughs> Ring me up. Do your job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was just like, Yeah, it's fucking awesome. And he was like, No, it's stupid. And I was like, You're stupid. Yeah, rude. Shut <laughs> up. Keep your opinions to yourself. Yeah. I do feel like this to make a your opinion, I'll beat it at you. I do feel like this movie is sort of a litmus test with people. If you don't like this movie, I don't think we want to be friends. Well, I think <laughs> at that point in the nineties, and I must have bought it on VHS like in the later nineties. I think it was like ninety six when I or ninety seven when I actually bought it. Because I know specifically I was like, I remember being like, how do I not have this movie yet? And they had a nice VHS copy and it was kind of, it wasn't super expensive. I was like, I don't know, buy it. And I bought it. And the guy was like, man. Um, But yeah, I feel like at the time, for a long time after the movie was made, it was just kind of like, kind of like jokey. Like, oh, that movie's bad. Like it was just like, oh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, that movie's terrible. Oh, the acting's so bad. Like, I think it was just a running thing, just like a thing how people have like these ideas and opinions that whether they've seen it or not, they're just like, yeah, oh, that right. That movie's supposed to be bad. So I don't like it. Right. You know, well, I'm sure that mainstream audiences didn't know what to do with this movie at the time. No. It came out, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that I think a big part of it was was the acting. I think people mm-hmm. were just like, oh, no, like Winona and Keanu were miscast. And so the movie is terrible. But it's like, what makes it fun? Yeah. <laughs> I think extra. so. It's a Dracula yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Well, and it's also interesting that um, uh, the Kenneth Branagh Frankenstein sort of followed this, too. Yes. Mm. So they tried to replicate it. Yeah. And it didn't quite work mm. with Frankenstein. No, I never saw the Kenneth Branagh Frankenstein. I saw it. Mm. It's okay. And that was also called Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Mm. But it doesn't, it's not thing. as successful as this movie. It's a little though. bit more straightforward, mm-hmm. like gothic fantasy. This movie has so much of that theatricality to it that yeah. it makes it stand out. Right. So I feel like, yeah, the, the Brahms, uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein was a little bit more like... And then they tried to do it again in 2010 with Wolfman, and that also didn't work. Well, there was Jack Nicholson's Wolf that came out yeah. right after Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a wolf werewolf movie right around this time. I would say that one came out in like 94 or something. Yeah. So they tried. 
And then The Mummy came out in 99. And then they later tried to reboot a whole cinematic universe of Universal Monsters. Yeah, and it weren't they did not do, do well. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, there were a couple of Dracula movies in between. There was Dracula 2000. Oh, man. I saw Dracula 2000 in the theater. Oh, boy. Is that... It's Wes Craven Presents Dracula 2000 <laughs> okay, with okay. Gerald Butler. Gerard Butler. What was the kind of recent one? That was Dracula like Unbound. Yeah, Dracula yeah, Untold yeah. with, with Luke, Luke Evans. Evans. Yes, mm-hmm. which is the unofficial first movie of the Universal But didn't they kind of st- stop doing them? Yeah. yeah. They were going to. Yeah. And they pulled the plug? So they did that one first. Then they were like, oh shit, I've got an idea. Then they did The Mummy. And then after they did The Mummy, they were like, oh, remember like Dracula Untold? That was also, that was like the... That was really part of this. They even mm-hmm. partially casted their yeah. universe too mm-hmm. before yeah. they started filming, and then they just cut it. Off. And then they and then the Mummy with Tom Cruise yeah. did not do well, so right. they just pulled the plug. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see it, so and I think that, but <laughs> they're still anything. doing the Invisible Man, which just shot. Okay, with uh, I think Elizabeth Moss is in it. Okay, and that's just going to be by itself. All right, so I'm interested. I'll check it out. So Wolf and Mary Shelley's Frankenstein were both 94. And then The Mummy was 99. Mm-hmm. So the 90s did have its run of like universal yeah. monster mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. They weren't tied together, but I mean, neither were they in the 30s. Mm-hmm. Right. But, um, so yeah, so there was, a little, there was a little renaissance there. And I think that I think has this movie to... Bram Stoker's Dracula is like the, blame. Is the crown jewel of all <laughs> yeah. of those though. Yeah. I think The Mummy has its merits, but it's sure. a different kind of movie. Yeah. It's more of the Indiana Jones take on yeah. a universal yeah. monster it's movie. Like more of a family adventure. Whereas this is not for the family whatsoever. <laughs> I also Although you both <laughs> saw it as children. Yes. I saw this movie in the third grade. Yeah. <laughs> I also remember we... Uh, it was... I, don't, I think I might have taken my tape that I bought... Like to my dad's and like put it on, just not thinking like, oh, this movie's fully inappropriate for the family. <laughs> oh, and they were like, "What the hell is this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you bought this?" And then we weren't like all sitting down to watch it, but it, I just put it on, and right. then we were all just like doing whatever. They were catching glimpses. Yeah, my dad was like making dinner, and he was just like, "What? Turn that off." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> forgot. <laughs> Never mind. We'll put on DuckTales instead. Yeah, don't mind this wolf rape scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't look. God, I don't even think it got that far. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> Thankfully. Yeah. Yeah, so so we've got Lucy's death, which was amazing. Then we've got a, like uh Mina like turns into like a little half vampire at some point. Yeah. Um, because he like gets in by turning into like mist, the green smoke. Yes, yeah, the green smoke. It's when they're first trying to kill him at his like abandoned church estate. Yes, Carfax Abbey. Carfax Carfax Abbey. Yes, <laughs> Abbey. Of course, who could forget? Yes, and uh, that's when she turns into like a weird half vampire, and then they do this whole thing where they're like, "Oh, we've got to like beat his body back to." The castle. Right. Because if it gets to be nighttime, he's... Like, the, super the powerful. Earth will that, have rejuvenated um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That set of outside the castle yeah. is incredible. It's cool. It's really, really cool. 
<laughs> yeah, and this is where we get Anthony Hopkins chopping off the heads of the concubines. Yeah. Oh yeah, Thro- because they because they kill the horse. Mm. They kill the horse. Nobody likes a horse no. death. Oh, they do it in shadow. It's Avenge crazy. those horses. Yeah, I mean that horse. <laughs> that horse. So he goes with that giant like knife and like chops off their heads and like throws them into the chasm, into the little river, or whatever. Yeah, because the castle is like fully on this crazy like I don't even know what do you call that. The shot of the castle is insane because it's like a guy sitting looks, in a chair. Yeah, it looks like a man. You sitting. always notice that? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Looks like a man sitting, and there's like weird like um, cranes hanging off of it. There's like when there's close-ups in that courtyard, you can see almost like crazy like girders, like metal girders with like rivets and things. It's very like almost industrial looking, yeah. But it's crumbling. It's nuts. It's a, it's a good Dracula yeah. castle. Yeah, it's it's really crazy. Yeah, it he, looks good. He needs to Airbnb it. I want to stay. Oh, here. Yeah, that'd be fun. Well, the real Dracula castle, you can... Uh, yeah, I think that you can stay there. there. It's in Romania. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's where they shot the actual Nosferatu. Them mm. are now silent movie. Yeah, we just watched the um, Weiner Herzog Nosferatu mm. the other night. From the 70s. From the 70s. I, I don't think I've seen that. It's, it's wild. <laughs> I, got, I gotta watch it's it. It's super Weiner Herzog, too. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Klaus Kinski is... Klaus Kinski's actually really good mm-hmm. as Dracula in that. They just called the character Dracula in that version. Um, he's really good in it, but the movie itself is fucking nuts. It's very <laughs> much like a European like horror movie from, yeah. the, from the 70s. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we've got like our final showdown with like Dracula at the end. I always love that shot when he, where he explodes out of the carriage. Yeah, too. it's really cool. Mm-hmm. There's a really cool shot uh, where they, like, stab him and, like, the camera kind of, like, follows, like, the guy, like, into, like, stabbing him. And it's really weird the way they do the shot. I don't know how they do it. Um, And everything's shot in this scene at Magic Hour, too. So the lighting is really beautiful and eerie. Yeah. And um, Winona, I mean, Mina's fully just, like, I'm in love with the vampire. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. See you later, guys. I'm just gonna stay here for now on. Yeah, and yeah. So she kind of like my prince. Yeah, her sweet prince. My sweet prince. He's been like his throat sliced. He's mm-hmm. got like a big knife in his chest, and she's like, "Okay, we got to get him back inside." And she's just committed now. Yeah. To this deal. Yeah, she's like got her like gun, and she's making everyone back. That's off. right. She's got and the big like, rifle. Leave me. Yeah. Leave me and him alone. <laughs> and Jonathan like fully says like, "What is that one? That last line of Jonathan was like, oh, it's like our time is is done, and yeah, hers is just, just beginning. begun. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like this is her, <laughs> her, yeah. her problem now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let her deal with it. Yeah, yeah, and they finally go inside." Where she chops off his head. Yeah. Yeah. She finishes the job. He's he's done for it's it. A very, yeah, yeah. It's a very bittersweet ending. It's kind of sad. It is kind of sad. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy because at yeah. this point, she's she's fully just like, yeah, she's in love with him. But it's kind yeah. of like they'll be rejoined. Again, eventually. Maybe. Yeah. Because it pans to this like gold leaf, like ceiling mural. Yes. You know what I'm just mural. really realizing that it reminds me of? Is right. the Crocto Beauty and the Beast movie? There's a lot of that in this. Yeah, there's. there's a lot have of you ever that. seen the Crocto Beauty and the Beast from uh-uh. the fifties? Crocto. Crocto. No. Yeah, so that's like 
And that's a very in-camera effects movie from the 50s, and it's it, it's Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. And pretty much any um, visuals that you see of Beauty and the Beast, they're all pretty much copying that movie. Okay. Yeah. And there's a lot of inspiration right. in mm-hmm. Bram Stoker's Dracula with that movie. And the Ooh. ending kind of reminds me of when the Beast turns into a, mm-hmm. a man. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, there's a lot. Fr- yeah. There's a lot from that version right, in this. Right, right. There's the sconces with like the arms holding yeah. candles and things, and the the shadows move and all of that uh, in the castle. But yeah, that's that's all there. Um, but yeah, it just kind of ends. It with, just ends. It ends with the I two of like, them. Just I, like I was like, oh, oh, it's over. <laughs> yeah, but like you said, it's like it it pans up to this mural of them, and it's it just kind of gives you this idea of just like, okay, well, I guess yeah, They're they'll just they'll meet again. Yeah. Death. Mm-hmm. In a way, because Mina, once he's dead, she's no longer a vampire right. because the little like His burnt cross thing is gone. gone. Yeah. yeah, so she's just back to being Mina, and I guess she'll just go marry Jonathan now. I like to think that I'd be pretty mad. They're going to separate yeah. ways. Jonathan, although yeah. I guess she was under the influence of some, sure. some dark magic. Maybe yeah, maybe Mina will like buy a little countryside house. <laughs> In Transylvania, mm-hmm. she'll start like an Etsy business or something, like making, <laughs> making like sweaters or socks or something. Oh my god, love it! And so you... then live out the rest of her life. Okay, so without Jonathan, without Jonathan. All right, all right. I think she's going to be a strong, independent woman. It does seem like they've they've been through a little too much. Maybe they should go their own separate ways. <laughs> <laughs> heal, heal separately. Yeah, I think that could that could probably benefit the both of them. Well, I mean, geez Louise. Did we make it through this entire movie? I think we did. <laughs> but we have yet to talk about the Annie Lennox song. Oh my God, I wrote that down too. I <laughs> fucking love this song. So good. And you know what's funny is that I was unaware of the song for years and probably about like two years ago or so. Yes. I, I fell asleep <laughs> oh, on the yeah. couch watching this movie and I woke up in the credits and it was the song. And I'm just like, why do I have no memory of this song? Because it doesn't start. The credits don't start yeah, with this song. They don't. Yeah. But yeah, it's There's a very, a lot of score it's a very beautiful, it, yeah. underrated Annie Lennox song. I really, yep, I love it. <laughs> it perfectly captures the tone of the movie. <laughs> Robbed of an Oscar. There was no video. I mean, well, maybe there was a video, but it wasn't on like. No, it was VH1 a very under the radar. Yeah. Song of this movie. Yeah, I agree. I wonder I if she still plays it in concert. Probably, probably not. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Her Dracula song. Yeah. So isn't it called like love, love to Dracula or something? Love song for a vampire. Love song, song for, for a vampire. vampire. Mm-hmm. It's a lovely song. Look it up, everybody. It'll it'll play us out. So, do we have any final thoughts on this movie? What are what are your final? Thoughts I'm on? I'm happy to have rewatched it. It was fun to revisit. Yeah, it was fun to have you over. <laughs> and. Love Keanu, love <laughs> love Halloween move like Halloween month. Watching spooky things, yeah. getting real excited. October's we the always best. have to watch in October. Yes, and yeah. then we'll watch it kind of all throughout the year as well. We watch this movie a lot, and we just bought it in 4K too. And the 4K transfer looks great. Hell really yeah! Beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> I've I think I've purchased this movie in every format sure but like real to real we even have <laughs> did you notice that we have the laser disc framed in our apartment oh my with the God. price tag on we it. have the criterion 
laser disc of of Bram Stoker's Dracula framed in our apartment. Amazing. Yeah. I don't have a VHS copy anymore, but uh, we've got it on DVD, Blu-ray, and 4K. (laughs) (laughs) And the laser disc. You're covered. Yeah, we are covered. Got options. Yes, indeed. And it's probably streaming on some format as well. Yes. So, what made us gay in this movie? I mean, it's just so over the top and campy. But like, but the kind of the right type of camp that's not yeah. that's like a gothic romance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like for me, the costumes, the fact that like Winona Ryder was like the biggest teen young star at the time, I was just obsessed with her. And like the making of this movie, and just like how she looked, how Jonathan looked, how Dracula looked, how Dracula looked, <laughs> Lucy's like contoured face. Yeah, Lucy's makeup is to- her nose is totally contoured down the entire time. She's mm-hmm. got a smoky eye. I don't know how period that is, but it fits. <laughs> uh, you know, just like. All of those weird things that, like, a little kid, like, a little straight 12-year-old boy would not give a shit about, I was, like, on board with. Same. From the jump. I was like, oh, my God. This movie's everything. And even just me (laughs) watching this movie, like, nine or eight years old, it was unlike anything I'd ever seen before. Yeah. And I didn't know if I liked it or, like, what, but it was just something that was so different. Yeah. And aside from, like, the monster aspect of it, it's like a romance. It's, it's, um, love never dies. Yeah. Which is, like, a great tagline for a movie. Yeah. So I think that those and many other reasons contribute (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, to my well-being, so... So, yeah, that's Bram Stoker's Dracula, guys. Great movie. Good job. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I know that you've mentioned it before, but uh, anything exciting happening on your podcast? Yeah, talk about your podcast. You want to talk about it a little bit? Sure, sure. We have um, also some extra spooky episodes for October. Mm. We're kind of doing all of our own personal scariest movies. So we just did Paranormal Activity, We just did Paranormal Activity. It was very scary. That was our scariest episode yet. Um, we've got Texas Chainsaw coming Ooh. up. I just got our tickets to go see it at Cinespia. Yes, I saw that they're playing it there. It's, Are you going? Uh, I'm not, but because I I just watched it oh, a few yeah. days ago. <laughs> <You're set. laughs> but it's so good. I mean, it is infinitely rewatchable. Yeah, you know what? I've only seen it once. Um, you're gonna yeah, love. I'm seeing excited. It again. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's so good. Um, and then we're doing Conjuring. We got yeah, Ooh. we just got some real real spooky ones coming up. Awesome. So yeah, check it out. I love. So it. where can we where can we find your podcast? It is everywhere: Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Play. You name it, it's on there. Stitcher. Awesome. Yeah. What about your Instagram? Our Instagram is at tsdw podcast, and we're on Twitter as well. Same handle. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So go out and listen, you guys. Check it out. We would love it if you would subscribe and rate and review our podcast as well. Uh, Don't forget to give us five stars (laughs) every time you listen. No, don't do that's cheating. But give us five (laughs) stars if you haven't already. It, I guess, it helps put us on the charts on iTunes, and that's also helpful for us for people to find us. Mm -hmm. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Movies That Made Us Gay. Uh, if you have any suggestions, any comments, 
Do it all on Instagram. I'm making the list of movies for season two, which we'll do, I mean, in 2020, but I'm kind of curating the list right now. Yeah. So, so I would love to hear you can send us your what people would like any. for us to talk about. So, yeah. So we will be back next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.